Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie Uncensored. We have officially moved to Patreon. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. Come on, bitch, 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 let's go. Oh my gosh, you guys. Can you believe what the U.S. Defense Department released? Sean Kirkpatrick, PhD, the director, the new one of the new AARO. It's, uh, they just released their mission statement document of what they're going to be looking into in regards of uh, UAP and aliens and all this in regards to the, the Defense Department and this new committee that they just put together. And you may not know this, but uh, I have a friend who lives in Utah. Her name is Angie Harrington. You may have heard of her from the show Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She was on uh, season, I think, one, two, and three, or at least two and three. Uh, but she was definitely around during season one, like in the rafters somewhere. <laughs> and she's incredible. She is, is so much more than what that show depicted in real life. Uh, Angie and I have a love of all things paranormal and UAPs. We also obviously have the common bond that we've been friends of on popular reality shows on Bravo and probably found the experience a little different than we expected, both her and I. <laughs> I'm I'm speculating because I haven't talked to her about it yet. I'm hoping that she'll talk a little bit about that later today because we will cover some Real Housewives of Salt Lake City stuff. But I've listened to uh, the fans and they have actually said that they really want to hear what Angie has to say about all the paranormal and strange activity with UAP and aliens and everything else that exists in Utah because Utah is a hub. And Angie Harrington actually, believe it or not, has been to Skinwalker Ranch. What the hell is that? You captured a UAP on camera. Creators of ancient aliens. We are nowhere near finished with our investigation. Comes the return to the world's most mysterious hotspot. We've got to do a lot more detailed experimentation. We're getting a spike in radiation. Everybody out of here now. Someone or something doesn't want us to collect data from the triangle. The Skinwalker Ranch in Utah is just as creepy as its name. For the last two centuries, it has been one of the most infamous hotspots for paranormal and UFO-related activity on the planet. And the hit series, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, returns for a third season on the History Channel. She literally got to experience that, which has made me so incredibly jealous of her. <laughs> I'm going to let her tell you the story. But when I tell you she knows what she's talking about, she really does. And so we're going to have some fun today because I also consider myself a little bit of an expert. Of course, I don't work for the defense department, but I've studied it in great detail. I know a lot about Utah. I've done spiritual ret retreats. I have done the Indian journey there, the whole thing. So without further ado, let me play some X-Files music and get Angie into the pod. Dana freaking Wilkie. How are you, my dear? I am so good. I miss you. 
I miss you. Even though we've never actually met in person, I still miss you. Yeah. Well, we just talked, but we had built this like fun friendship over all this great stuff. And I do feel like I know you. It's so weird. You know, well, I don't know. I know. No, it's weird. And I just have one question for you. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know? 25,000. 25,000 Dana Wilkie's in the house. Well, I got to tell you, when it was first announced that you were going on Salt Lake City, I did, of course, a deep dive of you as I do everyone. It's part of the thing I do. And I found out that you and your husband were ballers, legit, and all this stuff. (laughs) And I think I said to you, Right off the bat, I reached out and I said, I like your your feed because Angie's an influencer. Before she was on Salt Lake City, she was an influencer mainly for high-end brands and fashion and travel. And so I was like, I really enjoy your feed because obviously I'm, did you know, 25,000. So of course, (laughs) (laughs) and I said to her, listen, I want you to know that I really want to get to know you better because I looked into you and you're a safe person for me to connect with. Because I know that you're like on the up and up because with Salt Lake City, you never know. And the worst thing that could ever happen to me is like, I become friends with somebody I end up caring about on the show and they end up being like Jen Shaw, you know, and I'm like, oh boy, uh, that's a regret. So totally. No. And you know, there's a reason it's called Scam Lake City. Or some, you know, and so I think that, yeah, I appreciate, I felt great that you did the deep dive and appreciate that you realized we were legit. Um, and I would never go on that show if I wasn't, if we weren't legit. <laughs> I know. And you we saw- were too legit to quit. Actually, yeah. we did quit. We were, <laughs> yeah, you were too legit and quit. Actually, <laughs> I was too legit and quit. That's exactly right. <laughs> Well, to be honest, you are one of the only women on the show that has that level of wealth that we all love to watch. And uh, so I really enjoyed what you brought to the show just for what it's worth. Uh, Just to to start off saying that. Thank you. That's nice of you. Honestly, I did not grow up wealthy. I grew up very middle class. And I think that's always been something that has kept me grounded. I was a single mom for a long time. And then my husband was very successful. And I've never been one to kind of, I. Tr- it's hard to be an influencer and try not to flaunt money because it is at the end of the day about lifestyle and clothing and fashion. And to be honest, people, when you're an influencer, want to see an aspirational lifestyle But it's a really fine line to not be loud about it. And, you know, I still struggle with that line. But at the end of the day, I've realized on Housewives specifically, the ones that speak the loudest are typically the ones that don't have it, you know. And so I think the audience is smart enough too to put that together. And as it turns out, it's the ones that are talking about money constantly and trying to convince you how rich they are that are the ones that end up being involved in something fraudulent. So fans are smart. They pay attention to that stuff. And I really didn't want to lead with money. I think lifestyle speaks for itself. And I told the producers that, you know, because when you interview There are a lot of questions like, how much do you spend on clothing? What does your wedding ring cost? And I that that's just what I told him from the get go. I just said, look, I don't like to talk about money. Lifestyle can speak for itself. And what I do know is I throw good parties and I love fashion. And you'll be able to see if my lifestyle meets 
the show's standard. And so I'm glad to hear you say it was fun to watch. And we've been very fortunate, you know. Yeah. And I I do want to talk to you about that, uh, your experience with being on a reality show a little bit later. And I have some gossip I want to tell you, but uh, that's me. I'm telling you, of course. Okay. I want you to also know that Camille Grammer, when, well, she was back in the day, she was called Camille Grammer. She actually called that out about me, what you're saying. And it wasn't wrong because it turned out that my ex was full of crap and it was kind of a house of cards in my situation. So I really believe that, yes, you're correct. (laughs) I mean... There's a reason they say money talks, wealth whispers, you know? Love that saying. Well, and and now I whisper and I'm poor. So it's perfect. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Okay. So let's go ahead and start the discussion point that I wanted to do really and focus on the first part of the show today about, which is the paranormal and UAP aspects of Utah, because a lot of people don't understand that Utah is a hub for just the strange. It really is. And I did a little research on a bunch of stuff that I want to talk to you about today, Angie. It kind of comes at a good time because because the Wall Street Journal just released a huge article about their new UAP division, AARO, and what they're going to be doing, and that they're really taking this seriously, what happened in the congressional hearings recently. And so I thought it was great timing for us to do this, because we do know that Skinwalker Ranch was a huge influence on some of the congressional hearings because it turns out that Travis Taylor was actually on the UAP government committee and he also is the star of Skinwalker Ranch and did all that research there. (laughs) Right, right. I was going to say, you're absolutely right. What the what is going on with Utah? I mean, I feel like equal parts terrified and thrilled that I live in the heart of it all. And I have been a long, long time UFO enthusiast and way before it was cool to be a UFO enthusiast. So I'm a bit of a nerd. And I would say that I've been researching this stuff probably for 35 years. I mean, as long as I can remember, my sister and I both have had some paranormal experiences. Let's just say I know a little about a lot when it comes to the paranormal. And I am thrilled you want to talk about this because it's really exciting. Now, having said that, I, I do feel a little frustrated because I'm grateful that the government is finally talking about it. There's a part of me that feels like they're forced to. They can't hide it any longer. That, to me, makes me feel a little bit deceived as a citizen, quite honestly. And maybe I'm just frustrated because I've known about this stuff for so long. And I I kind of eye roll, for lack of a better term, at the whole notion of they're disclosing everything now. And I'm like, well, they could have disclosed everything a long time ago and not ruined whistleblowers' reputations and not made whistleblowers look like they were crazy, you know, like moment of silence for people like Travis Walton and Bob Lazar, because those people really were pioneers willing to speak out about what they witnessed only to be ostracized from community and say, you know, being talked about as crazy people. Now, whether that that's our government's fault or not, I'm not necessarily making a judgment there, but had they been more forthcoming sooner 
we were a lot of people would have avoided a lot of traumatic experiences. Yeah, and they did that to John Lear too. Exactly. And, and he passed away, so he never got to see this beautiful moment that we're now. That's funny. I was just listening to a podcast about John Lear this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, nerd, I, nerd alert. <laughs> well, you know, I'm mad into to UAPs and ghosts. Like, so I do ghost, you know, I'll have to take you sometime when I come to Utah and we'll do ghost hunting too. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many good places here. <laughs> I know. So I did download the PDF. Uh, of the PowerPoint presentation that they released today, actually, when we're recording the show. And they said that they are looking for mainly spheres because they really believe that there is a, some kind of spheres that are flying around that cannot be uh, explained. And are you so talking about orb, like orbs? Yeah, or orbs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think. You know, my input on that would be, I, I believe there are UAPs, UFOs out there, some are man-made, some are extraterrestrial. That, based off my knowledge and the research I've done, again, I am not an expert, and I even think the experts aren't fully aware of what's happening, because nobody knows for sure. We're all kind of trying to figure this out as we go. But based off my research, some are man-made, used, I believe, in top-secret missions, and also, I hope not, but possibly to, in a, some sort of a deception, maybe in the future. I'm not sure. But then there's also real UFOs. And so it's kind of hard to discern the difference. I think I've got a little bit of more of a discerning eye simply because I feel like man-made UFOs tend to be more tangible where extraterrestrial UFOs seem to almost almost be like interdimensional and I don't know if holographic is the right word. It 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 almost man-made UFOs are easier to spot in my opinion because they do look like you could physically touch them and does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Well, I, I've been studying the new you know, information that came out of Skinwalker Ranch. They believe that, or their evidence right now that they're leaning towards, is that there's some sort of orbs that perhaps carry uh, unidentified life force, we'll say. Uh, and these orbs can only be seen with infrared technology. And they seem yes. to portal in and out of not only thin air, but also physical objects. And exactly, they, exactly. They can they can move through things. That's kind of the difference I'm trying to suggest is they can actually go through the ground. They can go through objects. They can yes. go interdimensionally. Yeah, that's and exactly the, right. And the congressional hearing, they said that they believe that there might be interdimensional uh, beings, which means they may not be the traditional sense of aliens. They may be just being that we don't understand from a different time frame. Okay. That, because they can, they don't deal with time in the same way we do. But what I guess they're kind of getting a feel for is that maybe wormholes as Einstein imagined them are possible. By the way, for people who don't know, Einstein's theory on wormholes is that it connects two faraway points in space and time through a tunnel or bridge. The bridge's length is predicted to be far shorter than the distance between the given two points, so the tunnel acts as a shortcut. The wormhole concept is one of the many path-breaking predictions of Einstein's general relativity. And that that might be the way that 
they're getting in and out of these different dimensions. And yeah. this, you know, and although uh, physics has said this is impossible, they're saying it may be possible and we just don't understand it because it does seem to behave like Einstein's traditional wormhole without an event horizon. And so- right. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Let me read you the mission really quick uh, statement of the new one. The mission is minimize technical and intelligence surprise by synchronizing scientific intelligence and operational detection, identification, attribution, and mitigation of an unidentified anomalous object in the vicinity of national security areas. It says, it's like, says nothing, but says a lot at the same time. Says a lot of jargon, right? So let's, maybe let's dumb this down a little bit um, <laughs> for layman's terms. So I, I don't think I'm revealing anything here that's, you know, I don't like to speak on behalf of other people, but I am good, good friends with the Fugles who own the ranch, which is why I was able to visit. And they've been, they're wonderful. I, I adore them. And I, I think what I'm, sharing here is stuff they've already shared on the show. But I get the feeling that without conclusive evidence, but they are very scientific on that ranch. I will say that everything Brandon does, he leads with science. He he's he doesn't got, have room for the conspiracy. He's open to ideas. But from what I realized, he has a full team of scientists on there and he wants proof. In fact, he bought the ranch to disprove it because he was like, there's no way this is all bullshit. And within six months of owning it, he said like a 75 foot UFO just showed up out of nowhere. (laughs) And he has cameras everywhere on that ranch. So I do believe that is on camera. But what I've gathered in my conversations with them, and to be fair, I don't watch the show as much as I should simply because I tend to get a recap at dinner from them. And I like that version better. (laughs) That's way cooler. (laughs) It's way cooler. I think the idea is like you said, they believe there's some sort of a portal there. And when I was there, that's the feeling I get as well. It does feel like some areas depending on now based off maybe some research I've done, depending on certain latitude lines and energies in the universe, there are more there are portals that are much more susceptible or areas I should say to unidentified activity. And Utah is filled with it. Now, I don't know what that says about where we're at as far as these energy centers go, or what that means specifically. But I do know we are a hotbed. And I personally, when I went to Skinwalker Ranch, I'm a faith filled person. So I believe in a higher power. I believe in God, I would I consider myself Christian. And I just said a very meaningful prayer, like, you know, I have no desire to disrespect whatever energy is on this ranch, because I know the energy can mess with you. And Brandon actually started that day with a prayer. Whoever comes on the ranch, I do believe it's tradition for them to start with a prayer because you just don't know what you're dealing with there. And you do want, I I personally believe there is a light and a dark side. I've seen enough in my life to believe that. And so you just want to make sure you've got your intention right. And I think the minute you start messing with things or mocking things and you're not paying attention to how sacred some of these places can be, that's when trouble can happen. And I know Brandon and Kristen have mentioned that it tends to be the biggest skeptic on the ranch that can have a negative experience, which I found very interesting. So 
So I would say my husband, he grew up really hard. You know, he grew up in, a lot of people don't know this about him. His mother was a drug addict. He grew up in foster care. He's, he needs to write a book. It's an insane story. But anyway, he does. He does. I I really wanted to see so much more of him on the show. They painted him as that Vic, like coming for a website. And then that's all we got. I was like, what? I know. Well, the funny thing is they painted him as a bully and he's like, I was bullied my whole life growing up. I've never bullied anyone. If you read what he wrote, he didn't bully anyone. He wrote exactly what happened. But of course, that doesn't, that's not as interesting for stories. So, but yeah, they really missed the mark on covering his story because, and you know, after what happened, he's never going to give them that access to his story or his life, but it's, it's a really unique one. But granted, the world was not kind to him growing up. So he's a massive skeptic of everything. I tend to be I tend to be more of a believer in everything, which, you know, it makes a good balance for the two of us. But he out of everyone, we went to the ranch with that day and we were there with some rock stars. And I thought, man, if shit's going down, it's the it's going down with these rock stars. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I I was kind of under the impression that shit's going to go down because we were there with nine inch nails and they tend to be kind of dark. I love nine and- inch nails. I know. And I, they have such a cult following and I knew they were like amazing. I just like had no idea. Like that that wasn't my genre of music, but I had no idea like how obsessed people are with them. Oh yeah. We went the top alternative rock angry, like in the 2000s, 90s, 2000s. And you always heard these like stories of satanic practices at the concert so i was like oh man we're going with them shit is going down (laughs) yeah because you guys i just want to say one background here the indians that were living on the land in the that canyon where skinwalker ranch is and on skinwalker ranch but also around it they believed that there was a demonic force that traveled in that desert that was a skinwalker and it could shape shift so it could become animals yeah, there were two tribes that were arguing at the time, and there was a curse put on the land by one of the tribes. And that's kind of where it all started. Correct. And the Skinwalker actually was in tribes even outside of Utah. It was a, a belief, but some people believe that maybe Skinwalkers aren't demons, they're interdimensional creatures that maybe they saw that know how to change their So I want to throw that in because a lot of the places that skinwalkers were allegedly sighted by Indians that believed in them were in areas where they also did hieroglyphics that seemed to depict portal entrances like uh, black hole looking spirals and the like showing that things are coming in and out of this physical space that we exist in. And so possibly that is what the skinwalker may really be. And I have a lot of thoughts on that. That's that, but that's like kind of the main idea there for sure. But anyway, to wrap this up, we visited the ranch and the only person who had a paranormal experience that we know of was Chris, my husband. And it's because he's a skeptic. That would be my big, that would be my guess. You know, I did get something interesting on film. I'll have to share 
um, soon. But other than that, Chris was the only one who had like a strong paranormal experience. Well, so I found experience? that fascinating. For the full scoop, join the Dishing Drama Dana Patreon. The link is in this audio description. It's only $6 a month and you'll get the best information and tea about the things you care about and even the things you don't know you care about. What are you waiting for?